and welcome into a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield Leagues. And give them a follow at West Ashfield on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, check out holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Best place to watch the game live and loud. Obviously, no game uh, to watch for the West Tigers this weekend. But yeah, get in, have a pizza and watch the one of the other eight games and relax. Watch, watch a game stress-free without the West Tigers uh, ruining your night, I guess. Uh, at Westlife Pod, give us a follow, Instagram and Twitter. You want to support and take part in the show patreon.com forward slash west life apologies if you're hearing the popping in the background the easter show is obviously we timed the show perfectly the Easter show fireworks go off at 8 30 and our show starts at 8 30 so uh shout out to anyone enjoying the fireworks over at the easter show you kind of uh yeah ruining the start of the show here but that's all right only one more week of this to go but um i did go on with my son last friday so i can't complain i do love the easter show uh youtube shouts to everyone joining us on a thursday evening sorry about the change of night this week i'm sure plenty of you are watching the dolphins the rabbitos which we also have half an eye on as well so we will be back to monday and wednesday next week when the tigers start playing footy again and I'll bring in my co-host. Let's go to Aaron Thompson, Mr. Sydney Cider himself. How are you tonight, As? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, everyone who's listening. Uh, it's nice to have a stress-free week. Well, let's just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking very chill, laid back on his couch there. Mr. Bashara, how are you on this non, non-West non Tigers round? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, guys. How are we all? Uh, hope the listeners are well. Yeah, just enjoying the South Dolphins game so in the background. So, mm. yeah, interesting scoreline. But, yeah, it's uh, it's not good to have the Tigers not playing. But, I mean, it's not like we're going to get a win anyway, are we? Well, yeah. It's going to come eventually. It's going to come eventually. So, uh, right. So, mailbag episode tonight. Obviously, we normally preview a game. But thank you to the... People that have sent in questions to the Patreon uh, subs, if you're watching slash listening, chuck yours in the Discord, and I'll get through those later in the show as well. Bit of news to start with. So uh, NRL Physio on Twitter, he gave a pretty good little analysis of uh, AD's uh, ACL injury, as I believe you've got a few notes from... Pulling it up now. He's put it on his Patreon website but he actually gave put this out for free so shouts to nrl physio is what could be the best follow on twitter um in nrl i reckon he's so good yeah his his injury um coverage is completely and entirely unmatched he's Mm. he's insane so he basically confirms so his the article basically confirms that adam dewey has uh, the scans have revealed that he's got a partial ACL tear um, and he's gone through the best and worst case scenarios. So basically he runs us through how torn an ACL can be. He gives an example here. Basically, an, effectively, an ACL can be 60% torn, but the knee joint itself remains functionally stable. Um, conversely, there can be a 20% tear that results in constant episodes of giving way and instability. And obviously, the more instability there is, the more likely surgery is. 
if knee stability is maintained and any secondary damage in the knee is minimal, uh, surgery can often be avoided. If this is the case, um, return to play can often be achieved within two to three months. But if the knee is unstable, then surgery is the most common option, and that's the full ACL surgery, so the full nine-plus months recovery there. Uh, even if you choose rehab initially, there's still a chance of re-rupture. Um, obviously, the partial the partial tear can be re-ruptured, and I believe that's what happened with Adam back in 2021, where he did the ACL or the partial tear mid-season, and then by the end of the season, he had to go and get the surgery done anyway. Uh, he runs through the factors in Adam's case. So two previous ACL reconstructions to this same knee, high-grade partial tear plus potential further damage to the meniscus, uh, showed some functional instability in suffering this one when the knee gave way and shifted on landing, still young that he's only 24 years old. Uh, so his suggestion or his um, thinking in this one is most of the signs are pointing to another reconstruction surgery and at least nine months on the sideline. That won't be confirmed until further specialist review. So for now, Tigers and Dewey fans like him can hold on to slim hope he will be able to avoid surgery and return within two to three months. But even in the likely, li <clears throat> the likely case surgery is required, it won't be a career ender. It'll just be a big challenge for the Tigers and Dewey to minimise re-injury risk as much as possible before his return. Rob, probably the best uh, best of worst news we could have hoped for, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the fact that it's partial does help a little bit, although the recovery time is going to take just as long. Look, I, I just hope he gets back to, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's his livelihood. So mm. I want him to be able to earn, you know, the money he deserves. And But I'm, I'm guessing, you know, at the most, he'll be getting two-year contracts from anyone and, possibly one by one sort of contracts going down the track. Um, you know, three three ACLs is is pretty tough to bear on the one knee. So uh, I wish him well. I, I'm sure, you know, he'll do everything in his power to come back. But, you know, it's just it's really up to the knee now, isn't it? GD Tiger asks, have you, got, have you heard anything from uh, the Dewey camp, how, how he's doing? Uh, look, I, I, yeah, I've heard. I've heard he's like putting on a really brave face. Um, you know, he's obviously still waiting to see exactly what's going to happen. But I mean, you know, you had to feel gutted, gutted for him on Saturday as he, uh, Sunday, yeah. uh, Monday. Sorry, I should say, as he's walking off, you could you could see him, uh, you know, mouthing the words for fuck's sake, like he knew what he'd done. And yeah, it was just, you know, I mean, the guy wants to play footy, so mm. um, yeah. Look, I just hope he gets better and he and he makes a full recovery and and he gets the support from the club that he needs. Yeah, yeah. I sent him a message on uh, through our Instagram account saying we're sending our love and uh, thoughts, and know you'll be back better than ever. And he wrote back; he really appreciated the message. So, um, yeah, everyone needs to get around him. Whether you've been uh, Jedi Tiger, obviously admitted people being critical of his time, but you don't want this to happen to literally uh, any because he's, he's a good human, and like you said, it's his livelihood. And footy, yeah, footy's literally his life. So fingers crossed. And yeah, we we want him to turn out. I think I don't think there's a single West Tigers fan that doesn't like him. He's probably the I think was he number one in our poll this year, the most favourite player. I can't. He was yeah, definitely up I there. I think so. I think I think this year he was, and and last year he might have been, or the year before he might have been fifty fifty with um Dane Laurie. Yeah, he was a pretty close mate. Uh. Couple of people 
obviously been in the comments have read my script because Tommy Talao, they've asked about Tommy Talao, and that's up next. There is rumors of him talking to Manly. Um, has anyone got any inside word on this? This kind of popped up today without really any legs. No one's come out and confirmed or denied it. No, all I've seen is the uh, Telegraph article that, you know, we had on the Discord chat, and then I've seen a couple of people uh, tweet that allegedly Tommy Talao is the one sort of seeking to leave and that he's unhappy at the West Tigers. So, you know, read, read that into it as you will. Uh, just disappointing that, you know, if we're losing Noffa and we're losing Talao, that, you know, we could have had, you know, Josh Adokar for either one of them, you know, yeah. West Less than two years ago, so and we're going to lose lose them for no swap, most likely, or or definitely not going to be getting an international, a current international player back, are we? So, mm. yeah, it's pretty disappointing. And yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm nothing against Tom Talao. I mean, I think he's got you know pretty rough hands. He, you know, um, he's nothing special yet. He hasn't really proved himself. So I wish him well if he does go, but I don't think he's any great loss, except for the fact that we're just struggling for outside backs. Obviously, mm. with Naden going down, Adam can fill in there, and now this guy leaving, we're we're really getting thin, and we were already thin pre-season, let alone now. And the young guy that in New South Wales Cup that did his uh, ACL, ACL as well. So yeah, yeah, it's um, I suggested in the chat today possibly a Schuster trade or something. Someone suggested DC, like mainly aren't obviously going to do that. It's going to be someone. Yeah. Um, you can't shoot for the stars here. But, um, Did someone suggest be... Cooler as well? I, I don't or think. Possibly. I don't think they'll let Cooler go. He's too young. I mean, they'll, they'll let they'll let someone pretty poor leave, like yeah. a, a Brad Parker or someone like that. Hmm. Maybe so, maybe, maybe we'll get back Aaron Woods. <laughs> <laughs> third third team of the year for Woods. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just a little one. Uh, Mitchell Moses was on SEN uh, today or yesterday, and he was talking a little bit about Brooksy. So I've got a little bit of a sound clip to play from that. So he's just kind of going in the bat for his mate here. I'll uh, click play on that. Yeah, it's really hard, to be honest. Um, you know, I know, I know the quality of player that he is and uh, to see him, you know, the criticism that he cops is, it, it's very hard to see. You know, I've, I've grown up with Brooksy since I was, you know, 10 years old and played footy with him um, since then. So it's it, it's tough to watch him go through that and see the criticism that he gets. But, uh, you know, it's uh, like it, even when we when we lose games, it's, you know, one to 17 players that don't perform. It's not just one, one player that, you know, it's their fault. So, um, yeah, I think he cops... A lot of un- unwarranted uh, criticism. Because he seems to just handle it. Is he type of bloke who just it's water off a duck's back? Because he just seems mate, to... he gives he gives you nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I ask him, "How you going? How you going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just he doesn't look. He doesn't see it. He doesn't look at it. So, no. mate, he's pretty um he's pretty relaxed bloke. So, um, I guess it it, it would take a toll on you to be honest. Like I cost it that much. It's, but I don't so, think it does. Um, I really I because I, I saw him at the dogs. Um, we went out last year, the Greyhounds, and I was having a chat to him, and he, yeah, yeah. and I was just saying, how does it all go? Like, and he goes, mate, you know, I'm just sort of used to it now. It's it's yeah. actually quite a good trait to have. Yeah, he um he's a pretty relaxed person. He doesn't he doesn't really give much away. Like I've I've been best mates with him since we were about 10, 12 years old, 
and he still gives me nothing. So yeah. um, if I'm if I'm getting nothing out of him, then I don't think anyone else is. So he's um he's pretty strong in that aspect. But yeah, I guess you know <laughs> if it keeps going, it'd be tough. I, I I don't know how he does it to be honest. Uh, so as firstly, do you think Moses is kind of having a little bit of a crack at West Tigers fans? Yeah. Yeah. It, you'd have to, you'd have to say he is there. Um, criticism is one thing. Uh, criticism can be warranted. Like I've said before, it's easy to criticize a player, but we do have to still remember that we aren't that player. We don't run out on the footy field, um, 24 times a year. Um, for 80 minutes each and like mistakes are made, but if it's bullying and things like that, and that's where it crosses the line. But yeah, if he's having a go at the Tigers fans, he, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a stab there. Um, but all in defending his mate, I can't really blame him. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. He's mates, obviously former teammates uh, as well. There was a but... nice little picture of them after the game. With on their ABC daughters, Grandstand, yeah. I think it was, yeah. That was that mm. was pretty cute. Yeah, I was trying you to look see for that. Brooksy was what pretty up? shattered in that picture, though. Yeah. Actually, Tedesco's just announced that he's having a daughter soon as well. A lot of footballers seem to have daughters, but um, anyway, I digress. Uh, Mr. Bashara, anything that uh, caught your attention there, what Moses said? Oh, look, I, I got no time for Moses, guys. He, he played us like a fiddle. He was never coming to the to our club as much as others will tell you that he was. Um, as for what we, we say about Brooksy, I think most of the criticism is the fact that he keeps getting selected. And I'm not going on last week. Last week, he was fine in the second half. But just in general, like Sunday week, we're playing Manly and we're celebrating the, the, a one-year anniversary of the last time we won a game with Luke Brooks at halfback. Okay, that's on Sunday week. So Moses can go get stuffed. Um, and his little, you know, gesture when he when he fluked that goal after he blocked it to the right and it hit the post and whatever, like, i got no time for Moses. I, I really think he played the club, club, you know, to a T, got the max money that he could out of Parramatta by using us. And our club was so gullible actually thinking that he was ever going to come because anyone that Mitchell Moses is close to will tell you he was never coming to the West Tigers. He was just using it for leverage. Uh, all right, we'll move on from Moses. Then speaking, um, so I had a little tour of the COE last night. It was a a 10-year member event making up for 2021. So I guess it kind of worked out that, um, yeah, it did get delayed by two years because we got to see the Center of Excellence Last night, if you're watching the video, there's a shot of me sitting in none other than, I think it's Justin Pascoe's chair. I don't know if he sits on the right or the left, but um, we got to see the studio where the magic happens of Ask the Boss and uh, what's the podcast? Um, having a mental it looks blank. like that film behind, behind the Royal Elsewhere, like in a room with just a table in the middle. And oh, Okay, that's what they told us. Uh, that's pretty... Pretty fancy. It's like got a little studio and it's a full on setup there. So it's called the media room. It's um yeah, the whole whole place is very, very impressive. Um got to do a tour with Rua and Tuki Simpkins. They were on on our group, so they were pretty I was chewing their ear off and telling Rua that he's definitely he's the next man. We we got to the 
the signage of where all they have all the Balmain, all the West, and then all the West Tigers players list, and obviously the numbers of the West Tigers players. And I said, Rua 262, that's yours. He's like, is that the next one? And I'm like, yeah. So, um, so fingers crossed. If he gets 262, uh, hopefully just in the back of his mind, he thinks, thinks of me. If he, Josh um, Stradamus. Gets, Josh Stradamus, yeah, there you go. But um, no, it was very good. It was probably, I think there's another one tonight too. Someone mentioned uh, on Twitter to us, I think there is actually one tonight. Who, who knows? They might be tuning in, watching it live. No, probably not. Um, over at the COE. So it was pretty cool seeing the pool and um, seeing the locker room and had a, had a look at, had a sneak peek. So a few of the players have their goals written up on their lockers. I had a little stalk of Sean Bloor's locker while I was there and got a photo. Some, some of you might've seen on the, uh, on the Instagram, but it was uh, pretty funny. So walked in to the room, probably, I think it was about 50 people there and they were, there was a sausage. I was, I was literally so hungry. I was like, hadn't had dinner, rushed over there and I had a sausage sizzle on. A little bit disappointing. I was kind of hoping it'd be a little bit better than sausage sandwiches, but um, not even, no onions. Just anyway, I digress. Uh, but yeah, David Clemmer was on the sausages at one point. He's, he's a good, uh, really nice guy. The first time I've um, met him. Tom on the barbecue? Uh, I don't know who cooked it. I wasn't there when they were cooking it, but he was, <laughs> Clemmer was distributing the sausages on the bread. So he just, it didn't look like anyone asked him to. He just seems like a really good, good human. So I said, I said to him as well. So I congrats on two fifty, and he said thank you. And I only realized, literally, I said to Rob tonight. I only just realized it was two hundred, not two fifty. And he, <laughs> he was, he was so nice that he didn't even correct me. He goes, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> Looking back, what a, what a fucking idiot I am. But um, that re- that reminds me of one of my um dumbest interactions with a player when I was pretty awestruck of meeting a few players as well. I, um, it might've been the 2017, I think member event out at, um, it was, it was, it was either 2017 or 2018 out at Campbelltown. Um, and I was going through getting some autographs and some photos from the players. Uh, and I said to Jacob little while he had, um, two, I uh, only had both of his arms in slings. I said, "I hope to, I hope you get back out there again soon." And he <laughs> that's he not too bad. Looked, he, well, he looked at his he looked at his um, slings and shrugged <laughs> it off, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> no, nah, I don't think that's that bad. I, I, I get surely he got what you were saying there. You like hope? I, 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 yeah. I, I'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. It I, just didn't come out the way I hoped it would. <laughs> no, nah, I feel like mine's worse. I think that's fine. I think like I think you obviously knew you were wishing that he gets like. Gets gets well get get well soon, like works for yeah for anyone. But we'll um, with that. yeah, uh, Mitch asked, did I see the barbershop chair? I did. They did show us the barbershop chair. There's a picture of Kerry Hemsley, uh, up on the wall, and yeah, so I did did see. I took a photo of. It. I should have uploaded the photo. I stupidly don't know why I didn't put that photo. I mean, you've all seen it, I guess. But um, that was pretty cool. The first thing we did get treated to. Though it was Justin Pascoe was kind enough, he brought a slideshow along. He put a slideshow up on the TV 
telling us projections that the club's financially doing very well. He did mention that they're probably going to get a center of excellence out of Campbelltown, which is actually um, very good news if that all happens. But man, it was just, yeah, just with line graphs up on this, literally line graphs up on the screen saying this, the merchandise sales are up and this and that and mon- the money's looking good. The money's looking really good. And I was just sitting there going like, man, like you, A, we're the people that are the ones that literally thrown you thousands and thousands of dollars. So no shit that you, you're getting plenty of money. We're kind of, even, even if it's just a tiny drop, we're the ones that do pay the money. And, and we do, in saying that, we do want the club to do, be going well financially but fuck me like when we're 0 and 6 and we're all there supporting the team and you're just going on say look the club's good the club's good um yeah i just felt like man it's just we're here to kind of enjoy the night not really look at look at line graphs but anyway sheenzy did a q a so it was pretty cool um yeah sheenzy took questions and it was actually a pretty interesting hearing hearing from him uh after our little slideshow presentation but Sheenzy just talked footy he, he does like to talk so um it, it was a pretty pretty good night so uh michael did did Tapasco hand out locks of his hair i don't think he's got many to hand out um who else we got do we see did i see the benji's prep dragons premiership yeah they fixed it now i did see see the sign so um but it was cool yeah to see the amazing facilities seeing the the weights room and we've got to chat to uh the physio as well and i asked him a number of boring questions because i kind of love all that sort of thing so um yeah i i do joke about the whole pasco thing but yeah thank you to the club for having us maybe do pizzas instead of sausage sandwiches that's my only feedback something something a bit more filling and a snag on a roll. We'll have onion. At least have some onion. But uh, have they got uh, have they got room on the um, room on the wall of like the player numbers for the women's when that gets rolling? Or uh, no, I didn't see. Well, I don't. I didn't see one. I don't think so. But I know uh, Vet Walsh has her own. She's next to Benji on that. I, I did see that Legends. in the original pictures. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I just bagged out Pasco for his line graphs, and here I am with my own line graphs. So this is the collection of... So obviously everyone has been voting uh, 1 to 10 for the players throughout the year. So I've calculated and done all the sums and got my mass nerd on to work out who is the best player so far this, uh, this season for us. Obviously, I think it's pretty obvious who those two high tower the twin towers are they're fairly obvious anyway so the way i've done this you might see there's a few negative numbers in there so i've worked out a formula that basically a 10 is worth five plus and a zero is worth minus five so i thought that it'd be a bit unfair that if a player comes out and gets three three like just gets shit numbers week after week it shouldn't really be better than someone who's out injured so i think you should lose points in the system so um that tower pointing all the way the long the longest tower in the negative is paul brooksy 
there. But so basically, so a four is a minus one, a six is a plus. Um, so basically, the scale moves back minus five. If that makes sense, does that make sense, Rob? I understand what you're saying. I still don't get yeah. why you had to do it. Why it just isn't from zero to ten. But anyway, it's, it is what it because, is. Because because if you're subtracting five anyway, Josh, what's the difference? Because Brooks, if Brooksy comes to use Port Brooksy as an example, if he comes out and gets five threes, yeah, like he shouldn't get fifteen points as opposed to someone who might might have been out injured for a couple of weeks and couldn't accrue any points. So, as you're, you're the stats, you're the stats man. You, you're gonna back me up with my Just say yes, boss. Yes, my boss. algorithm. <laughs> yeah, it 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 makes sense to me. Like I can see what you mean. Like if someone's if someone plays one game and has a brilliant game, scores a ten, and then you've got Brooksy who's collecting like threes every week, and yeah, um, that one player who's gotten a ten is still below Brooksy who's gotten twelve points in four weeks instead. So yeah, yeah, I think it's better than the daily M system just quietly, but. Uh, so Port Brooksy, he's on minus 8.5, uh, the two highest there. So Appy Coruscant is on 8.6. Uh, David Clem is on 8.2. So they've accrued yeah, 8 plus. Uh, next highest, who we got? Uh, Brett Naden, 4.5. So it's a bit unfair for Nato. Um, so yeah, he, he's sitting out obviously in the next game and can't accrue any points. So uh uh, Kepa Owers on 4.5. He's he's pretty good. Um, Sean Bloor's on 2.0. Isaiah Papali's on 3.0. So um, a few negatives. Dane Laurie, minus 4.5. Notha, minus 6.7. He's barely played. So, yeah. Does it start to make sense now, Rob? You kind of... The... I'm, I'm not going to get into the... <laughs> what you should have, what what you should have done, Josh? I just would have done averages. If you want to do, it like oh, there's that, a number. I just would have got their averages and and run with it there. And you've got to play play the minimum of four or five games or something. But anyway, it's all good. And so it is. It, it's, I don't know. You understand it. But, that's all that matters. But, but what what would the minimum be? That's kind of like the NBA MVP. You got to oh, probably probably yeah. go three games minimum. If you haven't played three games, you don't make the graph. I don't know. If, got, if someone comes out and plays three games, and gets three tens. Should they? It's a, it's yeah, a bit unfair bl- then. Bloody earth. Why shouldn't I? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Semantics. Right. So there's the numbers up on the screen there for those who do like my system. But we'll keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. We do appreciate you, everyone putting in their votes and we will continue to call them one to ten uh, each week. So um right on to our friends at Mobile Corp. So shout out to Stephen, longtime listener of the West. Life podcast and passionate West Tigers fan. Uh, he can assist with anything IT related. And in the early days, their business was known as MLC Phones, which were the major sponsor of the Ti- Balmain Tigers in 1994. They say there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Uh, Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and was even a jersey sponsor back in 2007. Uh, Mobile Corp is passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. For an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au and shouts to friend of the show, Shane Walker, wearing the MLC jersey on our screens. Righto, on to our mailbag, uh, the theme of the show. First up... From 
Scott Patton, here's ask, is NRL Insider on that's on Twitter? Is that Lee or Justin? Do you guys have any any idea? Our friend, the NRL Insider, for those who aren't on Twitter, there's a guy who claims to be uh, full of NRL inside information. He has a Twitter account. That's basically, obviously, his whole life, and he's just obsessed with us for some reason. He keeps tagging us and things and telling us we're whingers and West Tigers. Just haven't just West Tigers fans in general. But um, so Scott's obviously joking here. Is it actually a burner account as for Lee or Justin? <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea who the hell it is, but it's getting a bit ridiculous at this point. Um, bit of slander towards the fan base, bit of um, taking pot shots at the the team and the players, which aren't necessary at all. And took a pot shot at um, Rob as well with that post about um, the chat with Lee or the messages with Lee last year, but he conveniently also, like the Daily Telegraph and everyone else who posted it last year, uh, left out the part where Lee said Rob could show everyone. Anything to add, Rob? I, I just don't know why you're giving this dickhead any time. He'd be loving it. Just no, fuck just... him. Fuck him. Don't mention him. He's an idiot. I don't think he's anyone. I don't think he's ever come up with a scoop. Um, I tried to, you know, have a reasonable conversation with him. He wouldn't, you know... He, he just kept going on and on, so I just blocked him, and then he got upset that I blocked him. Like, if you're going to be a dickhead, I'm going to block you. Like, uh, social media is my space. I'll, I'll do what I want on it. If you don't like what I say, fuck off. Like, it's a very simple rule. You know, so, and they could do it to me. If they, don't, if they don't like me whinging about Pasco or, or Lee or the club or whatever, mute me, block me. Like, it's your choice. Mate, it's, you know, social media is your space. Make it what you want it to be. If you don't want to see, if people are happy with 12 years of fucking shit, then you deserve shit. Just leave me out of it. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get your news feed to kind of yeah be a happy place is something. That, of course um, it is. Of course it yeah. is. Like we all, we all go through different things, and you know, no one no one knows what's going on in anyone's life. And look, I think I've just on Lee and Justin. I think I've tagged them once in twelve months. Once in twelve months, as much as I hate them, mm. okay. What and and how they've made me hate my club. Like I hate my club because the men that lead the club make me hate it. I can't support it. I love the team, but I can't support the club. And I still don't, you know, I've got their phone numbers. I don't send them, you know, rude messages or or harass them that way or anything like that. I'm just on a mission to get better men to lead our club because our supporters deserve better. And these guys can't see it. The bloke's showing you spreadsheets at a 10-year at a thing. Again, he's trying to defend himself. Every 50 people that he can see, He's trying to defend himself and say, look at what a good CEO I am. And all we're looking at is we've won one out of 20 games. Hmm. And and, and, did, you know, and, and we're going to lose two players that we could have got, got Addo Car for. And then they'll say, well, we're not the players. We're not the coach. It's, it's dumb decisions like that, not being able to recognize talent, not being able to accept that you take a current international over what anyone might potentially become. That's the sort of stupidity we've been left with. Even if Tom Talau became an international, we had one ready-made who was 25 years of age, who wanted to come back to the club, who always said he loved the Tigers and we lost him because of idiots like these these things. But, yeah, show us that you've got, you know, sales of your barbershop have gone up 15%. Big fucking deal. I don't care. We want to win games. We, we want a team that's got a 50-50 chance of winning every time they get out on the field. Not like what I've got to watch every week and just sit there like, you know, I'm watching someone get executed. So that's my rant. I forgot to just 
just to fire you up a little bit more, I forgot to mention, just he did apologize for the jersey mishap. He said it was an honest mistake. So, yeah, um, honest mistake. Okay. Uh, from Kai, would you guys be happy with Staines being our long-term fullback if he keeps playing the way he played on Monday? Uh, he was great in attack and the way he jumped up fierce, fear, fearlessly for every bomb, something we never have seen Laurie do. He's definitely safe. I feel s- safe with him at the back. Do I feel like he's a game-changer like Tedesco, Tommy Turbo, Latrell, Uh I, I don't know. Maybe he's still only 22, I think, 22. So I, I don't think so because those guys were kind of superstars by his age already. But long term, I don't know. I think we've got the money to to find. I think until we find someone better, I, w- I wouldn't say that's long term. What do you think, As? I mean, he showed glimpses of what his potential could be, but that's what it is at the moment, potential. Um, but if he continues, then I don't see any reason why we couldn't keep him. I probably wouldn't say long-term, but at least mm. mid-term while we do look for another fullback. Um, yeah. I I don't know if we're currently in the market for a fullback, but I don't think we would be considering that's at the moment not where our biggest weakness probably is. I'd say that's probably in the centres, um, plus the halves, obviously, especially with Adam going down, even though I thought Adam's best position was centre anyway. Um, but yeah, as for a first stint at fullback on Monday night, bar that one unfortunate mistake on the halfway line late in the game, he he showed potential. Hmm. We got that much money. I'd throw. We should be any superstar that's available, other than a hooker, obviously, because we have the best one in the game, pretty much already. Go after him, like if 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 we can get him, because we we haven't proven that we can get a superstar. Yeah, so well, maybe we've got Appy, but um, if there's a superstar out there, some in any position, I reckon go for it. But that's kind of going off the question. What do you reckon, Rob? Well, again, I mean, what we said in Tuesday's show, do we have to buy superstars? Like, is that what coaching has become? Like, we've got a bloke that had a bloody good game. He, he made a few errors, and he definitely wouldn't be my long-term fullback. But if we've got coaches there that are meant to be able to develop players... Let's develop them. Otherwise, we're going to have to buy a Ryan Pappenhausen or a Nico Hines who's signed up for six years. I'm just saying, like, how do you define a good coach? I mean, do you find a good coach just because, I great, we signed Mitch Moses, now we're a good team. Isn't Benji a great coach? shouldn't work like that. If, we, if we've got someone with a bit of talent, turn him into that superstar. Train him up. Teach him, teach him what he's doing wrong. You know, refine his game so he can be that elite player. Like, Charlie's got the speed. He hasn't got the hands, but he can catch but he hasn't got the hands for passing, um, you know, he can improve. If he played like that every week, we take it. But will Charlie play like that every week? I don't know. I personally think he's a winger. Um, you know, we need a number seven. No offence to Luke Brooks. And we don't know how Adam's going to come back from his knee reconstruction. And we've got, we got a shitload of money. So we need, mm. we need to find a one, a six, and a seven. My concern is if – I don't want to go sideways with any purchases. If there isn't a superstar half out there, guys – We'll probably end up extending Luke Brooks, maybe on less money, but we'll just end up expen- extending him. And yeah, it's just that's just a really poor sign. And the other thing is, who's going to want to come to our club and take on that challenge? You know, if we can't, you know, show that we've got a bit of promise there. So again, like, do we go after a Ben Hunt? Like Ben Hunt can do everything. He's a perfect game manager. 
you know, he can run, he can pass, he can he can even play hooker if you wanted, um, and he can goal kick if needed. So he's, he's got every string to the bow. So maybe we go after a Ben Hunt, Hunt if we've got that much mm. money. But, I mean, maybe Ben Hunt's heart is in St. George Illawarra because he seems to like the place there and, and has played some of his best footy there. But we just can't just keep importing great players and say, oh, you know, isn't this guy a great coach? We're going to need to find players from within guys, whether they're, you know, in, in the playing in the kids section or whatever, but it, it just can't, you just can't buy everyone from outside and, and it doesn't work like that. We've, we've got to be able to develop some players into better players. Yep. Uh, totally agree with that. Uh, Diddy Lodge just mentioned a response to mine. He said, do you think Pap and Adekar were game changers? Um, I did. As soon as I saw Adekar playing for us in a trial game, I if there's ever a game changer that I've seen before he's even played first grade, he'd definitely be up there because I saw him score a try, I think against the Sharks or something in a trial at Campbelltown. And I messaged like every West Tigers fan I knew at the time, like keep an eye out for Josh Adekar. I think I disagree with that. He definitely, if you didn't think the only person I didn't think he was a game changer was Jason Taylor, apparently. But um, anyway, why dwell on the past? Hey, that's not what this show is about. Uh, well, we Chris... lost him twice, didn't we? We lost him twice. One yeah. with Jason Taylor and then with the heads of agreement be- meeting, that uh, agreement that uh, Justin Pascoe had with uh, Josh Adokar. What a waste of time that was. Hmm. Chris uh, Estratios, I think I've said that right, Estratios. I'm assuming a Greek name there. Um, sorry if I mispronounced that. Chris, uh, do we extend Asu Kepa'awa? Uh, does Benji persist with his back row plans for him once the backs are healthy? Thoughts on... I was definitely critical on Kepa um, early on. I'm warming to him. What about you, Az? Honestly, same. He's um, he's performed quite well, but he's still been in four or five different positions, and that's um, that can sometimes be a player's downfall, but in the case of being extended or re-signed, I, I feel like that's going to work in his favour. Um, I still feel like maybe the back row plan <clears throat> is going to continue. Not 100% sure on that. I don't know if Benji has any other ideas, if, if he's looking to sign another back rower and push AJ back out to the centres or whatever. I don't know. I, I do think he'll get re-signed um, or extended. But yeah, just not sure what the plan will be with him there. The four packs so stacked. You almost think it'd be silly, silly to not play him in the centres. What do you reckon, Rob? Yeah, look, I've got two answers for this. One, he's a back rower to me. Number two, mm. where the hell is he going to play back row when you've just signed Papa Lee and Bateman for long term contracts? Yeah, and and you've still got and your Sean Blaws yeah. Blaw there as well. Unless you're going to get rid of Blaw. Uh, as it stands now, he's going to be stuck Don't in the centres. He's going to be stuck in the centres. But, I mean, he's a back rower to me. And, you know, some of his defensive reads in the centres aren't great. But, yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll be playing centre for the rest of the year and, and because there's no room in the back row. But he looks an out-and-out back rower to me. And he, he even looks like he's bulked up to be a back he rower. Has, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, gee, we're going to have 13 forwards in the team eventually. <laughs> of it. Um, yeah, it's a maybe for me. That's a bit of a coward's answer. But, sorry, Chris. Um. 
Jesse Flack. Hey, boys. Love the uh, the honest content. Thank, uh, thanks for that, Jesse. Uh, with Brooks off contract this season, would you spend his 1.1 mil on a similar-priced halfback or spread it between two solid halves and push AD to center or lock? Keep up the good work. Uh, who wants to tackle this one? I think we. I kind of answered, gave my thoughts on that a few minutes ago. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think Luke Brooks is a game manager. So, look, we don't know how AD is going to come back. If you want to play him as a number six, I'm happy with him to a degree as a number six and see what Adam, happens with Adam because Adam can fill in a, a few different spots. But we definitely need to go after a reasonable number seven. And if we can't find a good number seven, then we just get it for 2025. 20, like, maybe just run with a Wakeham or someone like that. But, you know, Brooksy's not the answer. And and like I said, sick of, you know, putting shit on his play. It's nothing personal. It's just we don't win games with him at number seven. So I, th- I think the question's more the 1.1 mil that we'll get when if he doesn't re-sign. I think that's what the question is. Well, well, you... like, well Mo- Moses is over a million dollars and he hasn't even won a grand final. And, and, you, and Parra don't look like winning a grand final. So I don't know why you pay that much money for someone that hasn't proven it really yeah only, only your your clearies and cherry evans who's won a premiership you know they're the sort of guys that demand it i mean ben hunt's been runner up and like was a few seconds away from being a, a grand grand final winning halfback for brisbane they're the sort of guys that, that you pay for but i just don't think even if brooksy stays guys he, he probably will be on that sort of money that um that has just been mentioned like probably half his salary, but then his Brooks going to want to stay on half his salary. And if we can't find anyone, does that mean we spend similar money on Brooks because we can't get anyone? It's just, it's just a real dilemma for, for management to work out and Benji mm. and Sheen's to sort out. But yeah, I'm glad I don't have that problem, but guys, anyone's got to be an upgrade. Even go after a Jonah Pezzett or someone like that. We said that a couple of weeks ago, the guy's not going to get a start in, in Melbourne at six or seven you know, when Cameron Munster's fit. I mean, he's there at fullback this week because they're, they're missing Pappenhausen and uh, Drinkwater. Is it Drinkwater? What's the guy's name? Meany, I should say. Meany. Um, so, yeah. But otherwise, Munster's going to be six and Jerome Hughes is going to be seven. Go for someone that's not going to get a start at a good club. Like maybe Penrith has an understudy because they're always going to have Cleary and Luai. Mm. So, you know, we've just got to find... We've got to find a young talent that we're prepared to go with like you can i mean we're watching the game now you can see young Ilias. like one week he has a good game one week he has a bad game we might just have to put up with someone like that but that has got potential so we're just in a tough dilemma because there aren't many sort of game managers you know that that you know would do us any good at the moment but yeah brooksy's not a game manager there's a there's a kid at the broncos called jock madden maybe him <laughs> well, yeah, there's a bloke at Newcastle doing pretty well too without the the marquee player at halfback, and he he just won a game last week with a hooker at five eight in Phoenix Crossland. So, and he and he they knocked off a draw against Manly with uh, Tyson Gamble at five eight. So, yeah, there's plenty of them out there, guys. But I don't know, I don't know. We we had them and we let them go. And I mean, I'm not saying they were the greatest halfbacks in the world, but I think they're better than what we had. Uh, so as... I've got the I've got the um, the <clears throat> the zero tackle players off contract list. Mm-hmm. Um, the halfbacks, there's 14 of them, but <clears throat> realistically, maybe three of them would be any good. So 
Daniel Atkinson, Jake Burke, Luke Brooks, Adam Clune, Tom Duffy, Kyle Flanagan, Dean Hawkins, Cody Hunter, Drew Hutchinson, Cooper Johns, Sean Johnson, Brad Schneider, Blake Taff, and Brandon Wakeham. Those are the 14 quote-unquote halfbacks off contract at the end of this year. And looking at that list, the only ones I'd probably even look at would be um, maybe Cooper Johns, Sean Johnson, or Blake Taff. Yeah, a lot of the I'd, others are probably like unknown juniors and stuff. I'd probably go Taff and, and you know, he's probably just as slow as Jacko, but, you know, Drew Hutchison would be a decent halfback. He could, he could at least organise and he's come from a good system, even though he's playing back up centre for, for the Roosters. But, uh, yeah, there's there's not much out there, is there? No, yeah, very, very, very slim. I think it's kind of what you're going to – you're saying, Rob, it might be someone on the scrap heap, might be someone – is there anyone in twenty? Uh, what year are we talking here? Twenty four, I guess twenty five. Who's off contract uh, next yeah. year in the halves? I'll, oh, ben, I'll Hunt, run you ben, Hunt ben Hunt will be close. I'll run you through the list of off contract after twenty twenty four. There's another fourteen of them. So Jacob Arthur, Tanner Boyd, Phoenix Crossland, Jamal Fogarty, Jock Madden, Luke Metcalf, Anthony Milford, Mitchell Moses, Cody Nicarima, Adam Reynolds, Toby Sexton, Chad Townsend, Connor Tracy, and Thomas Weaver. Didn't Moses just sign for five years? I don't think it's been officially announced yet, has it? No. Yeah, touche. Um, man, yeah, it's not much. I mean, no. Yeah, I think I think it's going to have to come maybe with either within or a, a young kid like Rob. Exactly. Rob said. Yeah, because like looking at that list for next year, I think I heard Adam Reynolds was looking at potentially a one-year extension with Brisbane, and he'd be likely to retire after that. So take him off the list. Toby Sexton from uh, Gold Coast may not be a bad shout. He had a pretty pretty solid game um, playing last weekend in place of Kieran Foran. Um, scored a really good try for the Titans too. Um, there's a few of the other younger guys there like Phoenix Crossland, Jock Madden's back off contract again, Jamal Fogarty. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a few there potential off contract after next season, but that's still another whole season away. Uh, Gaz on Twitter, he asked us really realistically of the last 18 matches this season, how many do the West Tigers win? I say two to three max, meaning back-to-back spoons. Also, if the club is silly enough to re-sign Brooks, do you think a bit of final straw for some fans? I mean, there's been a lot of straws, but... Um... <laughs> uh, there's there's too many final straws, Josh. I, 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 can't, I can't see us winning more than a couple. I mean... I've got to be honest, I got my fingers crossed about Manly for Sunday week only because Turbo looked in a bit of pain against Penrith last week and I want to see how he gets through this game against Melbourne. Mm. Uh, they're all miss, already missing uh, Ruben Garrick and another player from memory. So I'm hoping Garrick will be out as well. We need as many players as, as we can from the other teams to be out for us to have a chance, to be fair. So, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm actually not pinning my hopes on winning any games, but Manly might be our best shot for a long time. As what are your thoughts? I'm think I'm thinking maybe six or seven. Um, I think we if this from the second half form that we just showed against Para, if we play like that, I think we can get revenge against both the Titans and the Knights. Um, we've also got two matches against the Raiders, and we could be a shot against those guys. We've got two against the Dragons, and like Rob, I'm kind of hopeful about um, next next weekend as well. So. 
yeah. know, six, maybe seven potential wins there. Um, if the Storm are busted, maybe we could beat them at Campbelltown, but that's highly unlikely, I'd have to say. Um, we've got the ca- the Cowboys at Leichhardt again. They aren't Arkham, the Arkham, same. Will, Arkham will win that one. Yeah, they aren't the same Cowboys um, this year as they were last year, so we may mm. be able to get back to our winning our winning streak against them there. Uh, yeah, so seven, maybe eight if we're lucky, but that would be enough maybe to get us out of the bottom four at this point. I'll go, the, get, off the, the, get off the bottom one. That's the worst one. thing too, guys. That, that's the worst thing because you look like Aaron's just gone through who we've got left and you look at the, the start of the season, the draw yeah. we've had. I mean, it's mm. so disappointing. I mean, we should have won. I'm, I, You know, it might sound like I'm clutching here, but we should have won five out of six at, at best and we should have won a minimum of three. And, you know, Aaron's penciling in games, you know, against Gold Coast and Newcastle away from home. We had them at home. We, we weren't ready, guys. Mm. We just weren't – we weren't prepared for the start of the season. What we showed with the ball in the first two games was unacceptable. Even though we lost what we showed against Canterbury, even though the execution was poor, that was more to the style that we had to play to. We had to – we had to play through the middle, play through the forwards, and we've only started doing that since round three. And really, the only game we had no right to win was the Broncos game. We were, we were blown off the park. But every other mm. game, you know, we got we got, got Melbourne at a great time as well. They, they were missing a bunch of players. so And we played well that day. We just didn't finish them off. So it just hurts when you when you come back into the game like we did against Canterbury and you come back into the game like we did against Para. A good team would just finish them off. And, and we're just lacking something, guys, whether it's confidence, whether it's luck, whether it's just execution, bad decisions, whatever the case may mm. be. It's just, it just hurts, man. It just, you just think this could have been such a great season. And then if we're, if we're sitting three out of six or five out of six or whatever the case may be, then we're looking to strengthen our team. People are saying, wow, West Tigers are on the way up. I want to go play for that mob. Benji and Sheens know what they're doing. And you know they're not going to be thinking that now. We got we got a disgruntled player wanting to leave in Salau. We've let go of Mamalo. Noffa wants out. Like it doesn't look like a happy place if you you know if you're looking at who who we're letting go and and what's going on. So it's just, it's just very disappointing. This didn't need to be a wooden spoon year, but it's going to turn out to be that way. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, dire straits at the moment. As did you mention that we have a home game against the Warriors coming? Oh, hang on, no, that's no, that's in New Zealand. Good decision. <laughs> yeah, it's a home game, but across the Tasman. That was a, I obviously knew that. Was a, was a stab. <laughs> was that on? Was that on the chart last night, Josh? <laughs> how much buying a profit? Do we make how, some money out of that? Giving our home game away. It uh, it was hard to read actually to criticize the chart. There was no, the labels were very like I was pretty far from the screen there, there were no literally it looked it looked like it was made on ms ms paint it was like no labels he removed he said he removed numbers exact numbers for um for i don't know so he didn't actually even have numbers on him it just was towers and graphs and yeah anyway nice. uh kai cochran with dragon spine being pretty set, do you think we should target Jaden Sullivan? If Ramsey was to have to retire, Dragons would probably jump at Dane Laurie. So he's suggesting a swap, I guess. I haven't seen enough of Jaden Sullivan defensively, but I've certainly seen that he's got a lot of spark in attack. 
Uh, but yeah, I'd just like to reserve judgment on that. I've, I've probably only you know seen two or three games, but he does he does look like a bit of a live wire. As no, oh, yeah, I'd have to agree with Rob on that one. Which part? Uh, well, reserving judgment and not being too sure about um, what he offers, having not really seen a lot of him. So TBA, Kai, TBA. Uh, Brandon, which three people, we've got a fun one here, which three people should be the next to be inducted as a life member for the West Tigers? Uh, I probably should have looked up who is actually currently in it. I don't have a list. Um, I suppose you have that list handy. Do you, as I know, obviously I Robbie Benji. Find it. West Tiger, great radio. Any suggestions, Rob? While we're looking that up, uh, surely Scando would be one already, wouldn't he? I believe so. Yeah, he's one of them. Uh, I mean, the thing is, we're only twenty-three years old. So, and then what have we got to hang our hat on? Two thousand and five, and and two great years in two thousand. 10 and 11. So we've really only had three years. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, a hall of fame is, you know, obviously someone that's achieved very well, but also someone that's had a, a, a massively long career with the club. So, you know, I don't think you're going to be putting, I mean, you're going to be putting David Nofaluma or Luke Brooks there because they've, they've been with the club for 10 years. I don't know. I think it's got to be someone that's served for quite a while. I don't think, I mean, I'd love to have Gareth Ellis there, for example, but he was only there for a few years. So I don't know what what people would think is the right criteria to be in a Hall of Fame, but I don't think we've been around long enough or had enough success to, to warrant a, a, a Hall of Fame, to be honest. Like, obviously, Benji and Robbie have won premierships and played for their countries and all that sort of stuff, and in Robbie's case, played Origin, so they, des- they deserve it and captain the clubs. But I don't know who else could really be there. I've got the list here, but Rob on YouTube, uh, he said Pasco inducted himself. Oh, that's a given. Yeah, that's yeah. Like maybe so, Pasco Lee, Lee should be there, and yeah, I don't know. Here's the current list: so Robbie, Robbie, Benji, Scando, uh, Buckets O'Neill, Brett Hodgson, Sheenzy, Dean Hallitow, Chris Lawrence, Liam Fulton, Ben Ga- Ben Galea, Harry Tribugoff, uh, Bryce Gibbs, Keith Galloway, Chris Hyington, Bo Ryan, uh, Peter Benet, Todd Payton. Daniel Fitzhenry, David Trodden, Simon Dwyer, Peter Hardgrove, and Anthony LaFranchi. You sure you didn't mean um, Chris Hennington? Last <laughs> <laughs> nice one, as Good one. Um, so who from 2005 is Pat Richards? Did I say Pat Richards? Yeah, he's there. I've, I've just had a mental block. The Our centre that is now on the training staff with Penrith. Fatawira? No, the other one. Not, not Fatawira's Deep. not there. No, not, not Shane, uh, Shane Elford. Shane Elford. Shane Elford's literally one of the only blokes missing from that list. Um, and yeah, he wasn't really. Oh, there. Like m- most of that grand final team seems to be on there, except him. Yeah. Oh, Scott Prince. Scott, Scott Prince. Prince is not there. Yeah, Scott Prince has to be. It. That's my answer. Oh, oh, there you go. Scott Prince should be there. He yeah. kept the team for God's sake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think who else was in. Bryce Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs. He's there. Bryce Gibbs is there. Uh, I mean, who, uh, Bronson Harrison was an extended part of that semi-final team. I think he got a, he got a run yeah. in the third semi-final. Um, yeah, this look, this. I mean, if they're going to give it to everyone from the two thousand and five team, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much what we seem to do, isn't it? No, Gareth, Scott- Gareth Ellis, Scott Prince. I think those two should be there, and Shane yeah. Elford. That can be my that'll be my answers. Yeah, 
I like that. I think it's that's. I'll agree with that. Let's let's answer that as a team. Any 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 else come to mind for you, as? No, I'm not too um into the well, knowledgeable about the history, so I'll uh, I'll divert to your guys' judgment on that one. Uh, so lower grades, uh, no New South Wales Cup this weekend. They have a buy jersey flag. They are playing against the Dragons at Lincoln Oval at 2 p.m. on Saturday uh, in the SG Ball. So this is the only junior team left. Um, Sheenzy did men- mention this last night, but he, he did call it, said it was Harold Matz. It's actually SG Ball. Um the Magpies, this is a fifth B4 knockout. So they're playing against the Eels at Campbelltown on Saturday, 11.45 a.m. So if you're not doing anything Saturday, get out and support our under 19. Are they 19? Because it changed during COVID. Are they 19 or they go back to 18? I'm not sure. Uh, 19, I'm pretty sure. Still Okay, because pre-COVID, it was 18 20s. I think it's 19 20. 21s for flags now. So, um, yeah, e- either way, go support our, our young boys on Saturday morning. So, good luck to the Magpies in that one. Uh, the Harvey Norman women's, they're playing at 12.30. Uh, that can't be right. Uh, oh, they're playing at Lidcom, sorry. So, they're playing before the Jersey flag. So, Harvey Norman uh, women's and the Jersey flags. What a shame. They should have played at Campbelltown this Put it, I guess it's separate uh, separate timelines. Uh, time for Robstradamus. Uh, we didn't realise until, obviously, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, your, your multi for this week, Rob, was Tane Milne. Did he score tonight? No, he he's, got, tonight? he's got about five minutes to score on the uh, on the second worst left edge in the comp. Okay, so might be lucky, uh-huh. but you've gone Toto Every- and Cobbo. Correct. Uh, is there anyone you'd like to replace Milne with or just run with Toto and Cobbo? Uh, look, I'd, I'd probably run with um, – I just can't think of his name right now. I will think of it in a sec. Uh, Warbrick for Melbourne because I believe okay. Ruben, Ruben Garrick's out and uh, Ruben Garrick's the left winger there. So I think Warbrick might get a try. So that's pretty much a right winger multi. Okay. The right winger multi. Donald, the Donald Trump multi. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still hoping Milne gets up here. If Milne gets up here, I'll have a big smile on my face. Right, our tips for this week, uh, this game tonight, as you tip the Dolphins, looks like you're going to be wrong. Uh, Rob and I tipped the Rabbitohs. Well, to be fair, they got off to a good start. They just they seemed did. to have yeah. had a rubber the gringo against them for most of the second half. Yeah, I've only kind of peered up at the screen. I look, the Dolphins were winning, and then I looked up and Rabbitohs had run away with it. So, uh, so yeah, Rob and I got that one tomorrow night. I've gone Sharkies at home. You guys have gone Roosters. I think Sharks at home. I don't know if if I'm in doubt, I go home team, and that's that's my theory. So, what are your theories behind the Chooks? Uh, guys, I, I think there's a few hard games as usual, like that are hard mm. to pick. But I'm actually really confident that I'm going to get eight out of eight this week. So nice. yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty confident. I think the Roosters are going to bounce back. Um, Teddy's back. I mean, Cronulla are a good team, and that'll be a hard game. But I just think I think the Roosters, from what I've seen when they're on, like what they did against Parramatta, was really impressive. So 
as long as there's not too much rain around or anything like that, I, I'm pretty confident with these tips. Uh, as? Yeah, Tedesco back is a big in for the Roosters. I don't mm, know. I, that... I'm a bit more confident in the Roosters than what I've seen from the Sharks recently. And Sharks coming off the bye, and for the most part, teams coming off a bye have been a little bit rusty. Um, mm. Except stuff. for maybe the Roosters a few weeks ago where they... Um, where they got off to a really good start against Para and then kind of let Para back into it. Uh, I kind of went with the same theory for uh, when's Manly Storm tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, yeah, tomorrow prime night, yeah. time tomorrow night. I went Manly at home with Turbo. Um, yeah, Storm got a few people out still, but you guys have gone Storm. I've zigged and you guys have zagged again on that one. Thoughts? Oh, on... They, they both teams hate each other, guys. They like it. Like... Yeah. It won't be easy, but I'm just doubting Turbo, you know, Turbo being 100% fit. And, mm. and like I said, they've got a, another couple of blokes out. And, yeah, Mel- Melbourne will aim up. And I think Melbourne are just starting to hit their straps. And Munster at fullback can chime in when he feels like it. Pezzett will do a job. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident Melbourne will win. But, again, they, they hate each other and they'll bash the crap out of each other. Hope so. As? Uh, yeah, I, I think the Stormer will win a close one here. Um, a bit more confident and comfortable in what I've seen from them. Manly, I know they're at home and I normally would say Manly are not necessarily given at home, but they've got a few ads this week as well. And yeah, I'm not 100% sure on Turbo's fitness either. Hopefully they bash each other, Rob, to the point that Manly are shook for the next week. Definitely. Yeah. Manly can field their, um, their reserve grade team against us. Yeah. And then still beat us. Uh, <laughs> Rob's gone the Cowboys against the Warriors. You and I, as have gone New Zealand. Uh, thought, mm-hmm. What's your theory behind the Cowboys, Rob? Oh, look, they're, they're not playing well, but it's probably the first week that they've got their back line fully back. They'll have their full back, their wingers, their centers, everyone's back. So they're one to seven. They're as they, they pretty much were in last year's preliminary final. Uh, they also get Jeremiah Nanai back. But having tipped that, and I, even though I am confident they're going to win, this is probably the game that will give Golden Point the biggest shake. But I just mm. think the, the Cowboys are desperate and they just have to win. And the fact that uh, the uh, New Zealand are missing Tamare Martin, that'll be a big out. So, uh, look, that's probably the least confident of the eight games, but I, I just think the Cowboys will get it done. Uh, Panthers have all gone Panthers against... Who are they playing? Uh, Panthers are playing against the Knights in Newcastle. So heavy favourites up there. It, um, I mean, home ground factor... I mean, 550 for the Knights. What's the line? The line's 15 and a half. I don't know. Can the Knights grind and keep that close? I don't think the Knights have got 80 minutes in them. Like, they're winning games, but they're winning games on the back of 55, 60 minutes of good footy. I think you've got to be good against Penrith for 80 minutes. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and Penrith are just rocking and rolling the last couple of weeks. And, and Cleary's had, you know, two great games in a row. So, yeah, I, look, anything can happen, of course. And I'd love to see Hastings have another good game just to prove some within our club wrong. But I can't see them overcoming Penrith. I think that's pretty straightforward, that game. Uh, anything to as that? No, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, we've all gone Broncos as well in on the Gold Coast. Just yeah, the Bronx, 
they're rolling, aren't they? It's hard to not pick them. They're still playing in Queensland, so that crowd's probably going to be 50-50. Yeah, that'll be a anyway. great game to watch too. Real, really pretty football from both teams and should be plenty of tries as well from both teams. Uh, we've all gone the Raiders in Canberra. They're at home in Canberra. That's why I tipped them um, against the Dragons. They got a win last week. They'll be pretty confident as well. Yeah. Anyone? I, I, I agree with that too, but again, as well as Canberra played and they should win, they don't have many points in them. And the fact mm. that they don't have many points in them, you know, Saints don't have to do too much to stay in the game. So Canberra, but not by much. Yeah, this is probably the tip I'm least confident in. I think Canberra, because they're at home, will be pretty good. Um, the Dragons are surprising a lot of people so far this year, but yes, I'm, I'm giving the edge to the Raiders, but only ever so slightly. Uh, we've all gone Eels against the Dogs. That's at home at Combank. So, yeah, Eels at home against Dogs. I think that's pretty – I'm pretty confident in that one. Yeah, the Eels were poor against us, but I think, like I said, on Tuesday night, uh, Junior Paolo being back will be a, a big in for Para, and I think they might have been a little bit complacent in the second half. I don't think they'll mm. be – as complacent against these blokes. I'll, you know, there's a Reed Marnie's coming up against his old team. So I'm sure Parramatta will want to give him a special reception. And lastly, we've all tipped, I put this tip in for us, but we're all tipping West Tigers to get the two points this week against the bye. I think we'll get that one correct. What do you reckon, fellas? I think if we keep our errors down and have a strong mm-hmm. kicking game, um, I think we should be able to win. What, what kicks do you reckon I need to put in uh, to get us over the line, Rob? Oh, look, I just think you need to start running that, you know, block shape and put the kick in on the fourth tackle like every other team does in the comp except our team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder, if anyone out there would like to promote their business and join the show along with Mobile Corp and our other partners, feel free to contact us, podcast at westlife.com. We'd love a betting sponsor. I saw another betting company pop up on my Instagram feed or something the other day. There's so many of them popping up. Surely there's one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I'll slide in their DM. Someone, surely there's someone out there that can, uh, look, pay us in bonus bets. We're, we're not we're not fussed. We, we'd love to have a, a betting company. We talk so much gambling. It's uh, It'll be a perfect fit. So, uh, on to Patreon questions, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, if you want to take part in the show, the guys, literally no one has dropped a question. Obviously, it was only uh, re- recorded 48 hours ago, so they haven't dropped anything. Just a lot of memes in the feed today, guys. But, um, a few few p- people are feeling a bit of, bit, of, bit of comedy this week. We know West Tiger's playing, I think, the mood. The mood in the Discord's been pretty good this week, but um, yeah, no one's no one's laid a question for us, um, and our, even our mate, um, yeah, Mister Colet, didn't even send us his rant. So, uh, shout out to all our Patreon members in the Discord. We love you anyway, even though you didn't send us a question, but that's okay. Um, thank you to everyone who sent us a mailbag question. Uh, on the form that I put out. Really appreciate that. So, and appreciate everyone listening tonight or listening back to this uh, on Friday or whenever. So we really appreciate it. Obviously, no game to preview this week. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different. I think it's been 
yeah, some good discussions. And thank you to everyone tuning in live tonight, even though the footy, the footy was also playing at the same time. So Monday night, hopefully trying to line up a special guest to come on. So we'll chat a bit of West Tigers with that person um, or people. We'll see how we go. Uh, fellas, what are you going to do with your free time this weekend? Uh, I'm going to go visit my in-laws Saturday night. They're going overseas on Sunday, so I'll see them off. Uh, enjoy a Tigers-free week of footy and yeah, just uh, yeah, be a couch potato. If anyone's watching that South game, I, I've got the, the volume on mute. It was a try to Cody Walker. I, I just reckon there's going to be a bit of drama about it tomorrow if my eyes aren't mistaking me because it happened at a crucial time and it ball ricocheted off a player that was lying over the touchline. I just think that's like the guy's out of the field and it should have just been ruled as into touch, but I haven't got the volume up. So I don't know if any commentators have mentioned anything about it or not. So if that comes up, I, I noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> as? Um, apparently there was also one of the tries to Campbell Graham. I think it was, I heard, I didn't see this one, but I, I heard that um, apparently there was a bit of a, a push and shove or something. He, sho- he shoved him with something. he shoved him with the right arm and uh, it went it got confirmed but you could you could see it looked like he pushed off with his right arm into his back and the guy fell over and and he caught the ball and I was waiting for it to go up as a no try and it just said try confirmed and I thought wow there's a couple of tries that you know so might have uh, might yeah but like the literally the the um, Dolphins play that was lying over the touchline the ball ricocheted off him which means I did see that yeah yeah I just thought if you're out over the sideline that means the ball's out once it touches you so I I don't. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure the referees will come up with whatever the explanation is or maybe someone after the show. But if I had the volume up, I'd actually... I'm curious to know if the commentators picked it up or not. Do we just become a, do- a Dolphins podcast next week? We might I'm glad they lost because had they won, they would have won more games than we have in two years. So yeah, I, I was cheering for South. Uh, yeah, I've, I haven't even got any basketball to watch either. My Denver Nuggets have had the week off. They're waiting for an opponent, uh, the winner of uh, Wolves and Thunder. So, haven't got basketball or there's no motorsport. There's no F1. There's no. What am I going to do? Spend time with family, I guess. There's an <laughs> AFL um, Magic Round in uh, in uh, Adelaide. You can watch a bit oh, of AFL. It's called it's called Gather Round. You gotta you gotta use the proper name. Oh, is it? Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll be no, watching the Richmond so, Tigers. So Hopefully, they can get a win. Yeah, go, go Richmond. Go the Swans. <laughs> and playing, of course, playing each other. I know they are. Boo. <laughs> oh, the Swans v Tigers this week. Yeah, it is. Or night, yep. Okay. Okay. 12 versus 6. Righto, guys. As always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast.